stay there. You know what? I believe that every single person on this planet can make a difference. And I believe that we all have something to offer, something that's so unique that it will change somebody else's life. I believe we all deserve to step into our true selves. And I believe that every single person needs to feel great about themselves. I want you to step into who you truly are and I want you to make a difference for somebody else and for yourself. And I don't think it's that hard. It's a matter of putting one step in front of the other and just taking action. And I'm interviewing guests that have done just that. I'm Karen Vaughan. This is the Get Off The Bench podcast. And here is where you can make that decision to make your life count. It all starts with you saying yes. And welcome back to another week of the Get Off the Bench podcast. This week we are talking about taking a chance, being vulnerable, um, embracing a positive mindset without toxic positivity. How can we move from one thing to the next? How can we embrace our future? How can we love ourselves? This is this is for the women. This one. So, guys, if you're listening, you're still going to love it, and it's actually really good for thinking about uh, the women in your life and the girls in your life. Today, I'm chatting with Evie Wilson, who is a mindset coach, a positivity rebel, a dream chasing guide, a group space enthusiast, and that doesn't mean rocket ships, and she's also the host of the podcast, Wildly Positive, as well as being a celebrant, and she's doing some amazing things for women and girls um, to empower them and to really show them that they are, they really are special and worthy and lovable and amazing. You're going to absolutely love this conversation. So let's just get into it. Welcome, Evie. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat. Oh, it's my pleasure. And I'm bloody glad to get you on me. I've been meaning to do it for a long time. I say that to so many people. I must just have a lazy slack-ass lack of motivation part to me, but I don't know. No, it's busyness, actually. That's what it is. But um, you... And lots of amazing people, too. So many amazing people that you can chat to. Yeah, and it doesn't just happen overnight. That's the thing too. It's, it takes a lot. I was telling someone the other day, it takes eight to ten hours to do to do one podcast. You know, overall by the time you line it up, you know, figure it all yeah. out and everything else. Everyone's like, "Oh my god, I just saw it was an hour," and I'm like, "Yeah." But then the magical fairies don't just upload it and edit it and produce it. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> we wish. Oh, don't we wish? Oh, don't we wish? Um, you, I've been watching. You know, you and I've known each other for years, and and there's a there's a backstory to all of this. You know, the work that you're doing, and so you're a celebrant mindset coach. You empower girls, power women. You got your podcast, wildly positive. You just started dance, dance dopamine. So you know, let, let's cover all of that stuff. I reckon it's fantastic. But let go back to the very start because, um, you, you know. You're. I'm watching you, and you're happy. You're vibrant. You're. You, what do you call yourself? A positivity rebel. You, you know, and everything's going fantastically. But, but it wasn't. And there, you know, you had to have a real mindset shift to say, well, that's it. You know, I'm. I'm not letting life bloody squash me, and I'm not a victim, and I'm not. You know, nobody rules my bloody life. I rule it. And thank God you did that because now you're telling other people, showing other people how to do that because I I think one of the biggest things for women is that they do often feel like they're a victim of circumstance without without any emphasis on the word victim. Do, do you know what I mean? But the, the, there's so many things going on around them that they feel like they put themselves last or, you know, that their dreams will never come true because, oh, I'm too busy being a mum or a wife or, you know, you know, that kind of stuff. And I love the fact that you're getting in there going, no, punch, Bam! No, that's not the bloody truth of it. And let's shift this. Yeah. Go back to the start, though. Like, tell why did you? What? What sort of really made you say, "I'm not, I'm not sticking with the workforce anymore. I'm going out on my own, and I, I'm, I'm going to control my life, and you know, yeah. have have full say." Yes. Well, to go right back, I went back in early childhood education. So I'm a teacher by trade. That's my trade, and I was, um, you know, like I didn't do it straight out of uni. I was a little bit older, but I was also a young mum. So I was doing that while I was having my first baby, 20, what was I, 23. And so I um, did that course by distance and I had to do weekends in Melbourne 
and I loved it. It was the most empowering, inspiring place down at Monash Uni when I went. And we'd have the whole back of the room would be lined up with prams because we'd all have our babies there. And it was incredible. These, like these mocks of education were just inspiring us and it was so good. And then I got into the workforce. I actually started teaching and I hated it. I hated it. Um, I think it was just a combination of a lot of people who had been in that kind of industry for a long time. And so I was kind of a bit more new age. I just trained. There was new thinking and they didn't like it. Mm. So it's very hard to kind of come into, you know, a workplace where they've been doing the same thing that way for 25 years and that's the way you do it. Um and so was coming up with a lot of things. I also, I think it was also just kind of bad luck that I also just had really power-hungry women above me that, you know, made it really awful. Yeah. Um, so there was two different places. The first one didn't work out so well and so I was like, that's okay, maybe it was just that place, I'll try again. <laughs> Um, and just so deeply unhappy, so unhappy, um, really toxic workplaces. Like I was, you know, vomiting before work because I was so anxious about going. It was just awful. And so um, in that time I got married, had my first baby, then we got married, and when we got married we found it kind of hard to find a celebrant that we really loved. Yeah. Um, You know, someone who, can I swear on this? Yeah, go for your life, yeah. Oh, thanks. Someone who gave a shit. It was a lot of just like people who worked full-time jobs and then at the weekends they'll just come and help you get married and that was it. Yeah. No one really cared. I actually had some celebrants who gave me shit because we'd already had a baby out of wedlock. Oh, you know, God. it was crazy. And so we paid a lot of money. The ceremony that they gave us was not great, so I rewrote it. And... um. At the time, I was doing training in education, so I was doing a lot of public speaking and things, and I joking to my mum, God, for that much money, I wrote it. I could have done that, yep. you know, and mum was like a dog bone, and she started researching, and she was like, there is no one that's under 50 or 60 that's doing this around here locally. Um, and so kind of over that time, I had got into the second teaching position and that's, yeah, that's when I was really unhappy. And so I started the celebrant training and it was like it was like this little golden secret that I could have that no one knew, that it was just giving me hope that I thought maybe one day I could teach less. That's what I was kind of hoping. Um, fell pregnant again. And so at that stage I was teaching three-year-old kinder. I had a three-year-old and I was pregnant. I've never felt so touched out in all my life. I'd go to, you know, go to work and they were all over you. I'd come home, feel all over me. The inside one was kicking me and the take-home work was just huge. I was trying to do this study, finish the study, and um, people started reaching out and I just was so unhappy. I just said to my husband, I think I'm going to jump, like I think I'm going to do it. Grant, to be fair, it was probably sooner than when we were financially ready for me to jump. But I just said my like my well-being is so much more important than this. I can't wait. I'm going to do it. And, um, yeah, within a couple of months I had the whole next year booked out for weddings. Wow. Wow. So, you know, I, I absolutely love that story and it, it, it really reminds me of so many people who are scared to jump, and and I get it. You know what I mean? Because if you're trying to pay a mortgage and you've got yeah. you know kids, young kids, you don't want to sort of go. Well, I'm I'm throwing away a full time job, and I'm just going to take a chance on this, you know. And and to be fair, it's a fifty fifty chance. To, you know it, it, it without the hard work, it might just fall into place with a bit of with a bit of luck and a bit of hard work, or yeah. it might not. You might grind yourself to the bone, and and it still doesn't work. But you, what I love about what you said, and it's so freaking true, is your well-being is way more important than money. Do you, you know? And yes, you can have a secure job, but if you hate it and it's effectively killing you because that's what it's doing, do you, you know? 
we're going to be in 10 years. Oh, I'm glad I put up with that. You know, I'm glad now that I've got diabetes. I'm glad now that I've got all these bloody illnesses and arthritis. I can't walk properly because of all the stress that's put all this. Yeah. Let's not go into woo-woo yeah, stuff, but, you know, I kept my cells aren't bloody, re, you know, regenerating properly because I've got so much stress and now I've got this chronic illness. And it 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 drives me bloody mad, you know, that that we constantly put our well-being and our health, um, you, you know, second, and and not willing to take a risk. I do get it, but I'm glad you did it. And when you say, you know, I was booked out in a year, when you when you start, you don't know, do you, you know, you don't know if that's going to be the case or not. And and I think that you've got to work at it. And you've got to show up every day, you know, to oh, yes. do it. And yes. you did. Yeah. Yeah. I've got so many things to say on that, Karen. Firstly, I completely acknowledge my privilege in that I've got a partner who has an incredible, solid, well-paying job. Yeah. And so there's always that. You know, I never dismiss that. I am able to take chances because he is so solid yeah. financially. Um, and that's always been the case. Secondly, I was working part-time. So I often say to women, you know, when they're thinking about they want to start something new or they want to try something, immediately women think that they need to be covering a full-time wage with their new, you know, their side hustle or whatever it might be. But if you're not starting with a full-time wage, you've got to calculate the numbers properly. So what I did was I worked out obviously my teaching pay for a couple of days a week. Then I worked out how much I was going to charge for a wedding, how many weddings that would need to be to cover it. And that was my magic number. I worked out that to start with, because I was charging less because I was new, to start with I needed to do 40 weddings a year. You know, so that was what I was aiming for. Um, and that gave me kind of a marker to be like, okay, I can do this. It is financially viable because eventually it is going to bring in the same amount of money. Um, so, yeah, there is that. And also, too, I started like when I was a teenager, late teenager, I got fibromyalgia, which is a type of it's similar to chronic fatigue. So, um, you know, pregnancies and things like that like I've always had to be quite careful with that um I can't run myself into the ground or else you know he has to take time off work mum has to come in and help with the kids it's not viable it was actually that's actually been a blessing because I've had to learn really early how to actually take care of myself and I can't put myself last or else everything else falls apart um so yeah to go and put myself through that of going to work being so unhappy uh it was quite a drive to get there lots of take you know bring home work it just didn't add up yet on paper it looked like the most amazing job and even my mum said to me why would you give that up like it looked you know on paper it's the perfect job um and yeah you know you have to kind of I, I hear that a lot as well, people saying, oh, but, you know, what will everyone think because that option's so good? It's, it's only if it's for you. Yeah. You know, if it's if it's the perfect job on paper but then it's killing you inside, like you said, uh, then it's not the perfect job and we're all different with what we need. So, yeah, um, I forget your original question. But, yeah, I wanted <laughs> to make it. I did want to show, like, you know, encourage people but, if you break it down properly, I have that conversation a lot. Yeah. You know, they're trying to, thinking they need to bring in like a six-figure wage. And I'm like, but you didn't even earn that to begin with. So why don't you start with what you actually earned? That's the trouble though, isn't it? You know, these these people on social media saying, oh, I'll show you how to earn a six-figure figure income. And then what you do, this, and I, I've spoken to so many people like this, is that they feel like a failure if they're mm. not meeting the hype of these these people. And, yeah, you can earn a six-figure income just having a bloody teaching job. Do you, you know, like they, they kind of make it like, oh, only the magical entrepreneurs can ever yeah. make this. Well, that, come on. Like that's a, that's a crock of shit. And that's, that yeah. should not be your measurement. And and when you say an unhappy job, you, you know, like I think we go through school and I, I God, I hope it's different now, but I don't. I don't think it is. Hearing hearing what I hear coming home from school, um, yeah. 
it's 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 like well, you've got to compete and you've got to get good scores. You've got to be the best and you've got to this. And no one will accept you into a course or into this if you have if you're not the best and if you're not oh, far out. If you want security, you've got to have a good job. You know, like mm. stop yes. it. Like stop brainwashing kids. And and we were. I was brain. You know, I I had to do um shorthand and typing, and yeah. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to do metal work and metal work and woodwork. And my teachers are like, no, no, girls don't do that. And I'm like, but I do. You know, no, you can do shorthand and typing and cooking and you know, and and sewing. And I freaking hated that shit. You know, and there was no way in hell that I I knew. I knew 100%. There was no way in hell I'm going out to get a job that entailed any of those things, you know, yeah. and I want to be a hands-on person and now I can build bloody anything, Do you, you know, and, and I just yeah. had that skill but the school wouldn't, you know, back then they yeah. did listen. I don't know if they listen now but it, it's that whole mindset, isn't it? And so the, and therefore when we set ourselves up for what we think is success, it's based on a whole lot of outdated principles, you know, that I, I I really think success is can I go to bed at night and feel like I've made a difference, to, you know, to somebody else's life and to and that I'm moving the planet in in a good direction, Do you, you know, that I'm moving people. In. Yeah. To me, that's success, whatever amount of money comes with that. That's Yeah, that's exactly. Ex- success needs to be an internal factor, not yeah. external factors. Yeah. Um, I remember also something else I was going to say too, you said about like working hard and, you know, the 50-50, you know, that you can kind of grind and then yeah. still nothing happened. I also, I really, really do not subscribe to the idea of, you know, women saying that they were just lucky. That gives me the shits. No one, no women, no woman I know does a half-assed job and is just lucky, you know, not in this world. <laughs> and so... Yeah, I really, you know, I do though think that you can be in the right time, like right place at the right time. And so I was fortunate and it was good timing that there were no other young celebrants around here. So that worked in my favour. However, I did show up every day and I did, you know, work really hard and I hustled for that. And while I was super scared of leaving my job, what I didn't realise is, what happens then is all of a sudden you have all this extra time. The time that you would have been going to work, you can then put into the business. And so then that is what helps it grow. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I do think that it's kind of, you know, if you find a gap in the market and you find a bit of a niche thing, uh, then it can really work. But you still, you know, it's not enough to just send it into the ethos and then be like, oh, well, it's niche <laughs> enough that it'll take care of itself. Yeah. You know, you still have to back it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I think that, and I'm, I'm a, I am not a hustle and grind person. I don't, I don't believe in it. You know, I, I, sure, work hard, show up. You know, like do all the right things and be, be consistent and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But if you're hustle and grinding and that you're still up at three o'clock in the morning and then you're wearing yourself out, you got nothing left for the rest of your, you know, to give to life. That, that's not, that's not. That's not it, you know. And yeah, look, there's people out there that are going to argue with me and say, "Bullshit, Karen. You have to hustle and grind, or you don't get the shit you want." But I, I don't agree. I, but, but everything's a balance, and I think we've we, as human beings, we're not good at finding balance. Do, do you know, we we kind of go all gung ho at one, or or I give up at the other end, and you know. So it's this, this beautiful balance, and when you when you are in balance, you're working hard, and you, and it's. I always think you should work hard, but it shouldn't be hard work. You know, it's kind of a yeah, it's that. a different different same with relationships. You should work hard, you know, at your relationship. Make yeah. sure it's okay. But it shouldn't be hard work. And if it's hard work, it's, I'm not gonna tell people to we can no, I'm not gonna inspire divorce. <laughs> but you know, uh, after you so then so then what what was it that made you go from um well not from because you're are you you're still doing celebrants here? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So but but then you've grown it to yeah, now it's just gone random. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's gone random. So what happened was I was doing, I was showing up all the time on Instagram as a celebrant and, you know, really trying to grow that business. And I I agreed completely with what you say. And what I really find too is that especially being a young woman, if you're having babies, that you go through seasons. There's seasons where I've been able to work harder than others yeah. and that's just the way it is. This year, my youngest has gone to school, so I now have no one at home. So now it's another season of, like, I can push a bit harder this year 
and going on. Um, you know, the last couple of years there's been things I've wanted to do, but I'm like, just don't have the time, you know, not yet, not yet. It's coming, it's coming. So I've enjoyed the kids at home while I've, I've had them and now I can kind of push a bit more. And so I think it's very much you lean into different seasons. Yeah. Um, so I was showing up all the time and people were just constantly messaging me saying, oh, you're so positive. And I was finding people were following me, people who weren't even going to get married, people who were already married. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, people were just saying, I love your message, you're so positive, I love watching you and hearing you talk. And so I just kept sharing it. And then I felt a real like, so how do you, and I loved it. I loved doing that. I loved, you know, that's naturally how I am as a person. But I was like, how does a marriage celebrant extend that at all? You know, like it was, um, yeah, I just felt a bit like I'd love to do more in that with that, but I couldn't really with what I was doing. Um, and then someone actually messaged me and said, um, I've just finished this course and it was incredible. And it, I, straight away I thought of you and I think that you'd really like it. And it was a life coaching course um, with the beautiful You Coaching Academy. Uh, who have changed my life in so many ways and so um but it like it was a lot of money I had two little kids and you know was then running my own business I didn't have a lot of you know income to kind of splash around I was doing okay so um I just started kind of saving and saving and saving and then um yeah started did the life um, the life coaching course and I actually by coincidence I'd already signed up but um, I'd signed up I think in the January of 2020 and so then it's a six-month course and I did it during 2020 and it saved me like it was it was my outlet when I was you know at home my first business crumbled you know I was struggling to keep that going because no one could get married and people were panicking rightly so they wanted they didn't want to pay any more money to anyone that they didn't think was going to come to fruition so um I spent it was you know like the first 10 days of COVID I lost six months worth of work yeah and it was just you know going through emails and trying to assure people that I would be there when they needed them. But I didn't also like, I was like, am I going to have to go and work at Bunnings? I don't know. Like I didn't know how, none of us knew how long it was going to last, what yeah. it looked like. For the first time ever in the history ever, the attorney general said no more weddings. Like literally no one can get married, not even illegals only. Um, so I did the life coaching course and I was one of those painfully annoying people that came out of COVID with like this new lease on life, like <laughs> this new qualification. And I was like, oh, I'm ready to take on the world. Um, and for a lot of it, the people that were in that course, the women that were in that course were my social outlet. Yeah. We had Zoom calls every week and it was amazing. And so I kind of niched myself into mindset. Mindset was really what spoke to me and um yeah, I'd found an outlet for be, being able to use the kind of the positivity and everything like that. And so now I run the two businesses side by side. That's awesome. And by the way, I'll just, I'm, I'm going to take the focus right off you for a second. Just say, sure. if I had to have a paid job, I kind of like the idea of Bunnings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me too. Me too, but it was, you know, like in um, a lot of like wedding and coaching industry, you know, because I always say to people, nothing I do is um, essential. Yeah. If I'm working, then people know that there's money in the economy, right? <laughs> like I am, I'm not an essential worker by any means. Um, and so there's so many times and you would know yourself running your own business can at times be hard and lonely and you get over it and you think god I'm sick of having to convince people why they need me in my life in their life and so every now and again we all have the bunnings woolies conversation where we're like maybe now's the time maybe we just maybe now we've hit you know, we've hit the point. We have to go and work at Bunnings. <laughs> well, fortunately, mine's got busier and busier and busier, and I absolutely love it. I, I have this. I have this um statement. I, I will never convince anyone they need me. I stand in my conviction. And if you need it, great. Talk to me. If you don't need it, great. That's fine. We'll have a cuppa. But you know what? I, I want to go back to something you said earlier too. Is that 
I acknowledge my privilege too because, you know, if, if Nikki's earning, my partner's earning a great wage, didn't, you know, and, yeah. and I had that security as well, you know, of, of, of dropping my other work and saying, look, I'm going to do this full time. I'm just going to go into it. And I started, I started right on when, right when COVID hit and it was like, oh, I couldn't have picked the worst time. But I thought, you know what, I'm going to use that time just to build relationships, you know, to to hone my knowledge, you know, and to say, well, rather than it gave me time to gather everything that I'd done for 40 years, you know, and say, well, okay, so I used to teach that and I used to do that and this is something that I'm really wrapped, you know, really, really really enthusiastic about do you, you know so how can I bring that into what I've already taught and what my experiences are so it actually gave me that time to spread shit out on the desk and go what's in what's important here and what what do I really need to so you know it's funny because you said you come out of COVID all bright and bubbly and I think so did I but it, it's it yeah COVID's been a funny thing hasn't it anyway anyway let's not go down the COVID rat hole because fucking hell it's turned from a rabbit hole to a rat hole I, I really reckon so with your mindset coaching you um so you, you go into this course and then and you had mindset in mind you know so you did the life life coaching course you had mindset in mind but then how did you because and I'm thinking about this as a lesson for other people might be listening to this as how do I, okay, I've done this qualification, but now how do I build a business with this? Do, you know, that, and there's a lot of women that do a qualification and then go, well, how am I going to do something with it? You know, because because clients don't just come to you. It's not just, you don't just sort of put a sign out the front of your house and hope that it works. So especially where I live yeah and where where I live too I'm on a bloody farm no one's coming here but it's um you know because you said you know I focus on mindset so you already had this positivity thing that was going on you know everything's positive and now I've done this course and now I really want to focus niche on uh, mindset it did you find it hard to sort of start switching some of your social media um uh, content, you know, that without it being too much of a harsh shift for people to cope with, do, do, you know, yeah. how, how did you blend that in? Well, my biggest thing has been that I never uh, keep people in the dark about what I'm doing and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, by the way, I'm a mindset coach. Yeah. So I started my Instagram page um, and I should say too, disclaimer about Instagram, people have a lot of issues with social media and I don't buy into that. Social media is a magazine that you get to curate yourself. If you don't like what you're seeing, change it because there's so much good stuff on there and it's a free tool that you get to use for business. You know, you would never get that reach. I would never be able to pay for that kind of reach in some kind of other advertising. And so um I love Instagram um I just I love it because (laughs) there's I've made so many good connections community there's people that I and and completely inspired by that I would never normally meet or hear of or like I think it's amazing and there's shit on there too but you get rid of it like you just don't see it so I quite like that I think it's a bit of a metaphor with life too you take out the trash you know so um so I started my page as I enrolled in the celebrate course yeah. So then all the time I had no wedding content because I didn't, I hadn't done any weddings, but I was saying at the moment I'm doing this, today I have to do my mock ceremony and I was just sharing me so that when it came time to be being registered, the Attorney General is quite strict, you can't take bookings before you're registered. So by the time it came time for that, I had a list of 30 emails of people who wanted me to get in touch with them once I was registered. So... Um, and I did the same when it came time to do the life coach course. I was like, you know, I'm needing a bit more. You're all sharing. Like it's no secret that I love mindset and positivity and I love sharing this. I think I found my thing that I'm go- that's going to help me. And so I just shared the course. And so um, it also meant that by the time I was doing it, people weren't surprised. It wasn't new yeah. to them. And I think it was Lisa Messenger once said, you know, she writes incredible books and things and she does a lot of speaking, but she once brought out a dance track, like random. <laughs> but she, she has said before, as long as you've got your kind of pillars of what your values are and what your goal is, it doesn't matter what form that comes yeah. in, you know. Yeah. So she's like the dance track totally met my pillars of 
core values. And so I'm happy to run with that. And so I just kind of really honed in. I worked with the business coach myself, really honed in on what my messaging was about, whether it was celebrate me or life coach me. Um, I worked that out. I did kind of get to the point where I was like, God, is this getting too messy? But people didn't seem to mind. And the other thing was I then started coaching heaps of brides. Oh, (laughs) that's good. Past clients, you know, past couples of mine had still been following along because they're still watching me. So then they were like, oh, actually, I'd like to do that. And then vice versa. So now I'm marrying people that I've coached. And um, there's been a couple of times where I've done both at the same time. So I've been coaching them in the lead up to their wedding and then I marry them. Um, So that's kind of worked well. I have just recently split them and done a wedding page, celebrant page, um, only because the coaching side was getting way too many moving parts. Like I said to you earlier, I get bored really easy. So... um, that was getting a lot of moving parts and so I was finding that it was getting a bit uh, messy and so I've just split it. But to be honest, I hate having the two because then my head's going to be in two different places whereas when it was together it could just be me, like this is what I'm thinking on every any given day and that was fine whereas now I've got to be a bit more strategic. You know, I've just got to think it through a bit more which isn't a bad thing um, but, yeah, no. I've just recently split them. I get it. I get it because I've got I've got LinkedIn and which I use a lot. I I like LinkedIn, but then I've got my two Facebook. You know, get off the bench and my my yeah. private one, and also on Instagram. You know, get off the bench and my private one. Although I, although and and I do have to think. Oh shit, which one's this got to go on? And you know, I, I hate I hate social media, but I do it. But the um, I, I've actually for me, I've I've started liking that because then I've I've become really um closed down on my two private ones do you, you know which has been it's actually been nicer for me do you, you know it's I'm not I feel like I can just come and go as I please with them does that for me but yeah. and, and and I'm I'm slack I'm not a good I'm not a good social media you know I'm slack at it everyone says just just share what you're doing I'm like oh yeah, he gives a shit he gives a shit I'm patting a donkey do you know it's good. <laughs> A lot of people, a lot of people would care about donkeys. <laughs> well, I forget to get my phone out, you know. I'm, I know. I'm just, uh, but anyway, so yeah. so then so you're doing the coaching, but then you got the um, and this is just a perfect. Wait, example. I didn't even answer your question. Really, I didn't even answer your question. How do you start? That's what you asked me. How did I start doing it? Yes, you did. Well, yes, but also I have always always told myself what's the worst that can happen so I jump before I'm ready and I like to do the band-aid approach you rip it off before you're ready and it's just done you know and so um it's also (laughs) we kind of joke that's kind of the way we parent as well rip it off and you know like I had them looked after overnight when they were tiny earlier than I was ready because I was like then it's done you know and so um I just tried. I just tried heaps of different things and I just put it out there and I was like, right, I'm going to do free coaching pro bono so I can get better. Who wants to do it? And I just kept putting myself out there. And people, that's one thing that people, that's probably the hardest part of women starting business. And everyone says, but what will people think? And I just, I, I really actually don't know what it is that I just, don't seem to have that part I just don't give a shit you know I often think to myself you know in just over 10 years I'll be mid 40s and what about if I'm looking back thinking I could have got I could have made a red hot go of that but I was worried about what some person somewhere was thinking um I just don't buy into it I just don't care and I do have moments where it's like, you know, vulnerability hangover and I think, God, shit, I hope this goes well. <laughs> I care about that. But for people who are sitting at home not living their best lives and not following their dreams, I don't care what they have to say. Um, I'll always take on criticism, especially if it's from someone I respect and who is, you know, taking chances and doing that sort of thing. I totally respect that. But for people who have no time to do it for themselves, but I'm very quick to give advice to everyone else. Um, I just switch off from it. I And I think that if you can, and that's a muscle, right? Like that's a muscle you have to flex and you have to build. And I think if you can 
the sooner you can do that and the sooner you can cons- like put yourself in a position where you're uncomfortable, yeah. then the better it is, the quicker you get used to that feeling. Um, and now it's kind of, now it's adrenaline rather than like, you know, I launched something last night and I didn't want to vomit. I was just excited. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, it conjures up three three sayings for me, and one of them is never take constructive criticism from somebody who's never constructed anything in their life. That's the first one. And then, then I'm thinking yeah. about the metaphor about, um, you know, if, if don't take advice from people who are not willing to get in the ring. You know, they're, they're, they're yeah. sitting on the sidelines. Don't don't bloody take any, any you know. And the, and the other one is... Um, you know how you said about worrying about what people are thinking of you and all that sort of stuff. It's a great saying that, that I love is you wouldn't worry what people are saying are thinking about you if you realised how little they actually did. Yes. That's such a great one. And it's kind of like, and and I always say it to people, yeah, you know, people might say, oh, my God, did you see what Evie did? And and they say it for about 10 minutes and then it's on, if that, five minutes, and then it's on, what are you having for dinner? Oh, yeah. I was thinking of the kids. And it's like, you know, you've forgotten about or at yeah. the very worst if you do something that is really freaking out there, it's till the next best, best thing comes along. And I'll tell you what, there's a next best gossip thing that comes out the next day, do you know, so... People yeah. aren't, they're just not. And if they are, I, I have another thing, and this is kind of a, like even about um, homosexuality, the same kind of thing. The people that are worrying about what you're fucking doing, like seriously, it, what is wrong with them that they're sitting there smashing yeah. their heads against the wall worrying about what you're doing? Like I yeah, just think exactly. they're not worth worrying. It's just not worth the, the, it's not worth the bloody pressure that it puts in your head. Do you, you know, no, just, and I think. To myself, like really, I think a lot of the time what it is is the three seconds when they're scrolling and my thing comes up, it's the three seconds of, fuck, what's she doing now? (laughs) Okay. And then they've scrolled on, like, you know, and I just think the toxic energy that those people are putting inside themselves, if I start worrying about them, then that's what I'm doing. Yep. You know, and I think too, if you really believe in what you're doing and you believe that there's a reason and that it's, like you said, impactful for others and it's going to make a difference and if you back yourself, like, you know, most of us, I just think most of us aren't going to do things that are that out there that are going to cause an uproar. Like I honestly say to myself, what is the worst that can happen? Most of the time... It's things about ego. Yeah. You know, the worst thing that could happen is that I launch something and no one buys it and it doesn't sell and I feel a bit embarrassed. Yeah. You know, but I've had I've had things that I've launched and they haven't sold and I've been in this situation where I've thought I could just slink off yeah. and I could just delete the post yeah. and no one will know and I'll pretend. And then I thought, no, I'm going to dig my heels in and I've, you know, very vulnerably, this only happened this year, the start of this year, very vulnerably gone onto Instagram and said, these tickets aren't selling and I need them to sell because I know it's going to be amazing and I need you to show up. And if if you're watching and you're not buying but you'd like to, I I need you to do it now, you know. And actually what ended up happening were was people messaged me and said, so respect that you did that. That must have been really hard, yeah. you know. So yeah. I just think. If people actually stop and think what's the worst that could happen, it's really not that bad. No, I, I agree. And people aren't. You're right, it's three seconds. You know, like when we're, when we're doing, um, you know, Girls with Hammers conference or something and we're selling tickets, you know, we, we, we're happy to just keep repeating the, the you know, hey, tickets are up, you know, we do it every week. And we're, we're not yes. sitting back going, oh, no, do you know, what are people going to think? Oh, And it's always a sellout in the end, you know, but it's, yeah. it's you, you've got to keep, you've got to keep showing up or, 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 or it won't be. I love it. Now, tell me, you, you, um, you, so you've gone from this coaching, not gone from because yes. you're still doing the coaching, and then you started, and I absolutely love this, the Hype Club for Women, a women's empowerment. What do you do at that yes. place? Tell us. Yes. <laughs> Tell us. Well, it's funny you should say that. We were talking about phones, you know, you're not wanting to get your phone out earlier. And so um, Hype Club's this amazing place. No one's bringing their phones in, and so now no one knows what it's about. And I'm like, oh, I'm a bit torn. Like it's great that they're not they're putting their phones away. 
but now no one knows what happens inside Hype Club, yeah. you know. So Hype Club is a monthly session that I run and um, I just run it out of our local community house and every month is a different kind of topic. And so I started this during, like, during COVID, you know, in between lockdowns and I was just thinking I need to speak to some like-minded women about something other than the weather or COVID, like I, I'm going to go into that. <laughs> yep. And so... I started it. We usually, I usually have about 10 every month and it's just grown from, you know, it's just all different stuff. You know, we might talk about like uh, this week we've got one and we're talking all about boundaries, but like everyone says, oh, you have to set really good boundaries, but what does that actually look like? How do you do that? And how do you maintain them? What happens in six months time when your boundaries still being challenged, you know? So we're talking about that. We do vision boards. We've had different people come in we had at the start of this year we had um like my friend who's full-blown witch she came in and did like you know spells with us and everything that was amazing so they they range from kind of empowered where it's real skill development and then sometimes it's just focus on yourself yeah. Yeah. yeah, we did one recently and everyone bought things from nature and we made a huge nature mandala together as a group and then laid around it and did meditation. So sometimes it's just kind of soul nourishing. Other times it's quite practical. Um, you know, if you think that you're not happy with your life and you wanted to start chasing some dreams, where, like what is the baby steps to do that, um, you know, to get people out of that kind of frightened start mode um yeah so yeah two years of well coming up three years I guess I've been running that um and yeah and then what happened was I was finding that people were feeling like they needed more more fun you know as women we don't play we don't have fun we don't do any of that and so I kind of did hype clubs like the umbrella and I've done an offshoot and it's like the play series and so um yeah, a lot more kind of different things for the play series and one of those things is Dance Dance Dopamine. Uh, I love it. Now let's talk about um, first I want to talk about Dance Dance Dopamine. You run that at the Briagalong Community. Yeah, uh, Briagalong Community House. And can people just come? Like like how do yes. they How do they get there or come? Yeah, so um, tickets and information is always on my Instagram and Facebook and on my website the website's just being jigged in the background at the moment um and it's just a show up whenever so it's not like people don't have to come every month you can come once and never again you can come every month you can pick and choose which ones feel good and so it's a real kind of like revolving door we've got like a few that um you know we've probably got a group of maybe 30 semi regulars that i might see every other month or something Um, and they just come when they can and, yeah, when it feels good. So, yeah, anyone local can come. And that's on, that's on eviewilson.com.au. Just, it is. I just don't want to go past that because if people yes. go, well, oh, oh, where can I do that? Yes. Now, and then this this fun bit, this, um, you know, dance. Yes. There's a couple of other things. Don't let me forget to go back to the clubhouse. And But anyway. Oh, yes. We'll do dance, full circle with that. Dance, dance, dopamine. Um. So this is a fun part of the of the hype club. So tell us about it. Sounds um, it sounds like I'm going to get drugged up and and um <laughs> and and that I'm going to come out full of yippy happy beans. And is that what happens? <laughs> uh, yes, but like without the drugs. No drugs. Dance <laughs> <laughs> dopamine is uh, a dry event. So I just miss like especially during COVID, but also like I said to you, just as women in general, I miss yeah. going out. I miss dancing, but I just kind of couldn't be bothered with all the fluff of it. Like I couldn't be bothered yeah. thinking about you know what are we going to wear and wear you know drinks beforehand, and I just couldn't be bothered. I couldn't be bothered with a hangover the next day, and so um, I got in touch. I had this you know idea and I got in touch with our beautiful friend Nige, DJ Nige, yeah. and I knew, you know, he's such an like a champion for women. I knew yeah. he'd be up for it straight away. And you know, you it's based kind of it's my version, our version of, you know, you see it similar like um no lights, no lycra. Yeah. You know, different variations have been done a lot. And so I just 
I always get the shits that like we miss out on stuff because we're in the country. Yeah. Like that yeah. really grinds my gears. And so I'm like, well, we'd like that. Um, and so I thought, well, I'm a mindset coach. He's an epic DJ. Surely we can make something amazing happen. And so it's an hour and a half of dancing and you come, you can wear pyjamas, active gear, <laughs> whatever the hell. Like there is, you know, you don't have to get dressed up. It's a dry event and you come and it's really dark and you just dance and sweat and laugh and have fun for an hour and a half. And it's the best. You know, you get that feeling of being out and being in a room with women and just having such a good time, but not all the fluff that goes with it. Yeah. And you don't have to worry about like eyes leering at you from the edge of the dance floor because it's women only. So yeah. that's like bonus. So the first one I tried to run, tickets were dismal. Yeah. And the feedback I got was that they can't, people couldn't dance sober. Which oh, what? Yeah, it broke my heart a bit. And then wow. the other one was that people would see them. Like they, they were worried it wasn't going to be too dark, like it was not going to be dark enough. And so I just, I had to really hustle. I was working with a, a, a coach at the time and I was saying to her, like, I think I'm done. Like, I don't know how much I can push this. I feel like I've pushed it enough and it's not selling. And she was just like, yeah, I don't think you have. Like, I think you can do more. I have like a no stone unturned mentality. And so that's when I sat in the paddock at sunset one night and just did Insta stories and said, this is going to be fucking amazing if you back me with it. Like, I, I can't run this by myself. Yeah. I need you there and the tickets aren't selling. And then what happened was it was so all kinds of cool. I had other celebrants who I'm dear friends with in other states buying tickets for me to gift people who locally maybe couldn't afford to come. So it just became a whole big thing and we had 32 women come and it was just so amazing. We wear glow sticks and there's fairy lights everywhere and it's <laughs> so much fun. And then um, this month we just held our second one and we had 60 women. Wow. Yep. And it, there was a lot of like there was women who uh, straight after the first one messaged me and said, I watched your whole campaign for that. I watched the whole lead up. I went to the ticket page five times and never went through with it. And then I watched as you post those stories and I regretted every, you know, every choice that I made not to go. And I got about five of those messages. So I wrote their names down. <laughs> and then when it came time to do the second one, I messaged them and I was like, I'm not taking no for an answer. Unless you're on an interstate holiday or your child is sick or whatever, yeah. now is your time. You regretted it the first time and now you're going to come. And so heaps of people brought their friends. Heaps of people were like, I went to this thing and you have to come. Uh, but heaps of people come by themselves, which is amazing yeah. too. Yeah. And so at the Briag Hall, for those who don't know, there's a supper room to one side and it's a bit smaller and then on the other side is the big main hall. So the yeah. first dance, dance, dopamine, we were in the supper room and I said, right, next time we're going to go to the hall. And we went to the hall and it was just the best. It was so much fun. So we had 60 women and it was uh, Nigel really brought his A game. Uh, it was incredible. And so we've just set a date for a third one and I'm I'm gunning for 100. I want 100 people there. And and same, they can find that on evwilson.com. Yeah, it's all there. Yeah, <laughs> actually up now. I haven't advertised it. That's like a, that's like a scoop for your listeners, Karen. What date? Um, it's, God, I want to say it's in, I've done so many dates and bookings and things. I want to say it's in September. I want to say the 8th of September. Let me double, triple check. <laughs> Testing your, yeah, I, I can't keep Yes. That. 8th I of September? Yeah. 8th of September. Where is that? Bragg, Bragg, um, uh, yeah. Bundy yeah, Hall? Briag Hall. Briag Hall, yeah. Briag Hall, okay. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. So you and you and Nikki can get your tickets and come along. Yeah, all right, in our pyjamas. Yeah, you can wear whatever you want. When is the? Uh, doesn't matter. All right. Um, is it a? Is it a Saturday night? Is that what it is? Friday night. Friday night. Okay. All yeah. right. Awesome. So you usually like we dance from like it's like seven thirty till nine. Yeah. And I should say too, like I kick it off with a mindset, kind of like a coaching piece, and it's like real like self love, self empowerment, 
and everyone's standing there and I just got low music going and I'm like, you know, yelling at everyone about how their bodies are beautiful the way that they are and their bodies are made for dancing and they are ready to do this and they're going to love each other and love themselves and then I build it all up and then Nige, because he can read my mind, just drops the beat right when I'm ready and then we just go for it. Oh, Nige is amazing. I, I, I must write him down because I need to give him a mention in when I when I post this podcast because yes. he's, he's, yeah, he's, sure he is bloody incredible. Yeah. So, uh, so we've got all these little spikes going off everywhere, like all these little, uh, which I, which I think is bloody fantastic because, <laughs> I, and this is something that I see a lot of people don't do. Do you know they don't? Can't they? You know when you're talking about your pillars. Do, do you know? Yes. That, and, and and I think what what people want to do, and 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 it's been sort of barreled into us over all these Instagram influencers and God knows what and, and all these people who are, you know, so successful. Find your niche and stick to it and don't go wandering off all over the place. And 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 yeah, I, I get I, I do get why people say that and I do get that you have to have some focus. But some I think the world misses out on so many amazing opportunities. And we do, we miss miss the opportunity to put it out there, but also other yeah. people miss the opportunity to to receive this stuff if we're sort of stuck so tightly in a so tightly in a niche. I think we could look for loose niches. So it's still a niche, but it's still it's just a little bit loose so we can do all this. Now you have also got the clubhouse, which I think if if I'm right, just started the clubhouse for girls. Is that yes. right? Am I right? Yes. So um, after a couple of years of running Hype Club, my two girls are five and nine and the older one started saying, well, why can't we come to Hype Club? Yeah. I was like, well, because it's for us, you know, <laughs> like it's for us to go and we don't have to be mums or employees or wives or anything. We can just be there, you know. Yeah. And so um, but she kind of kept asking and, you know, already god just the 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 stuff that goes on at school you know the friendship yeah. issues and just so much already and so i just like i kind of i think one day i was just chatting on my instagram and i was like oh maybe we should do this for kids you know maybe if we did this early enough then i'd be kind of out of a job <laughs> With women yes. because we'd get them early, you know. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, and then the feedback, people were like, oh, I would do, like I'd pay for that. I would be into that. And so it just kind of kept marinating, marinating, and I was thinking about it kind of the second half of last year. And then I thought, yeah, maybe if I had like a baby version. So Hive mm-hmm. Club's for us and then the clubhouse is for girls. And um I was feeling a little bit creatively burnt out. You know, if I'm writing wedding ceremonies, yeah. I write them all from scratch yeah. and then I'm coming up with things for Hype Club. I'd kind of stopped by then doing one-on-one coaching. I do it every now and again, but group spaces are really my jam. Yeah. And so I was just feeling a bit creatively burnt out, but I knew it was going to be amazing and I kept sitting on it. And then I was coming up with different ideas and I was thinking, oh, I should ask my friend Steph about that. She'd know about that. And, oh, I should, you know, actually Steph would probably know about that too. And so Steph's, um, I grew up with Steph and I went to school with her and then we kind of have always been, you know, like there on the sidelines of each other's lives but not close. Um and our partners, our husbands had started kind of getting really friendly and spending more time together. She's got a little girl. And so we'd spend more time together. And then I just thought, if this is going to be amazing, it can't just rely on my creativity alone. Like I, I don't, I, if it's going to be good, it needs more than just me. And so um, I reached out to her and I said, like, I really want to give this a red hot crack. And Steph's beautifully uh, creative and wholesome and she's starting her own flower farm and she makes her own candles and, like, she's just a babe. And so, yeah, I said to her, like, do you want to join me? Do you want to help me? And so we named her creative director. (laughs) And um, 
she kind of brings that side of it. And so Clubhouse was born. So Clubhouse is essentially we talk about different topics, but there's always a creative project yep. that goes alongside with it. So the girls are busy with their hands, but they also have something to take home. Yeah. And so we, I said to her, I don't want to kind of go crazy with it. I can't, the two of us together mentally cannot do a monthly clubhouse. Like that would just be too much. And I was like, how about if we do it once a term and we come up with a theme every term Yeah. and, you know, together I kind of come up with a theme, she comes up with a creative project and together we create these sessions. And I said I'd like them to be longer and more uh, kind of meatier once a term yeah, rather than lots of little ones so we can actually get some good conversation with these girls and stuff. And so that was what our naive plan was, that we were going to do that. And so we, term one, we kicked off with uniqueness. We were going to talk about uniqueness. And the girls, um, the creative project were, the, were these gorgeous, like their own affirmation cards that they made and they had photos of themselves on it and wrote on there like, you know, what they love about themselves and everything. So we were feeling really good about that and it just went crazy. And I think we did three local sessions for that term and then we had someone approach us and ask us to go down to Eltham in Melbourne and do a day, like a Saturday oh, wow. of sessions wow. back to back. Yeah, so we did that. Um, we're currently in the middle of term two where we're talking all about feelings, yeah. starting to talk about, you know, that there's no such thing as good and bad feelings. Yeah. We have feelings, we have them. We're talking um, to the younger ones because we split the sessions into five to eight-year-olds and then nine to 12-year-olds. So we're talking to the younger ones about like what might that feeling feel like in your body and how can you, like why might it come up and what can you do when it does and about how, like, you can feel more than one feeling at a time. That's confusing but normal. Um, and they've been making these gorgeous keychains and the keychains, they've they've chosen a word so they've spelt out the word on the keychain and it's also got, and I should have one here to show you but I don't, it's also got a little square card on it um, with our logo on it but on the other side it's got teaches them like reminds them how to do their square breathing yeah. so that when they're feeling anxious they can do that and I talked to them about how like it's amazing because you've always got your hands with you um, you know you can do that at any point and so uh, yeah that's what they've been doing this term and I worked at the school canteen the other day and there was kids shouting at me saying, can you make sure my mum books me in for Clubhouse? I've seen the oh, keychain wow. on such and such as bag. I want one of those. Can you message my mum? Um, it was kind of like cheeky genius to put a logo on a school kid, like a kid's school bag because they all <laughs> see it. Um, so that was quite great. Um and then last night we just launched Term 3 and we're talking about friendships, which is so needed. And we're doing stuff we haven't – Steph hasn't nutted it out completely yet. It might be different for the younger and the older groups, but it was going to centre around a candle. I'm talking to them about how a good friend doesn't blow out your light. Oh, so a good, good friend helps your light shine bright. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and it just went crazy and just before I got on the – call to you I had I was quickly making up bonus sessions because we sold out of you were on our third five to eight year old session wow the the other two sold out last night um yeah so it was funny because and we um on the weekend we did sessions in sale as well because we're based just out of Briag um the Briag Hall it's easy and close for us but also it's huge um it's cheap like the community look after us very well, but it's got a huge industrial kitchen, new toilets. It's, yes. you know, really well good to use. Uh, but we did some sessions in sale on the weekend as well to get some sale girls. We had uh, feedback from girls in Sea Spray, like they couldn't get to Briag. So we went to sale and did that as well. So just on the weekend we had another 17 girls come through. So we've just clocked, uh, we've just had 60 girls come through um, so wow. far. Wow. Yeah. And so on the weekend I had a real moment where I was like, I felt like, you know, I joke about that I get bored easy and my brain's in all these different places. But actually to have a teaching background and then become a mindset coach and have my own girls has been a recipe for Clubhouse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 
the teaching background is amazing. Um, then obviously the mindset coaching stuff, that's been amazing. And then I've got personal experience having the girls at home of what they're into, what they want, what they need. Um, it's kind of accumulated to be the perfect storm. Very often that's the case, isn't it? We sort of, when we're doing something back here, we're like, oh, I don't know where this is ever going to lead. But when, yeah. you, when you look back, there's this like stepping stones all the way to where we are now. And and honestly, yeah. it could be it could be stepping stones to our shitful position right now. Yeah. But it's about our mindset. Yeah, it's about going, well, you know what, I'm here. Where, you know, what, what? how can I make the most of exactly where I am at them? I, I love all this. And quickly, you're, um, I don't mean quickly, but I don't want to forget your podcast podcast um wildly positive oh yes oh my god when you were talking about how long it takes to edit a podcast I was like good god that's why there's no season two of the podcast (laughs) season one season one's out there for anyone to listen to and I'd love to say that there's going to be a season two soon um hopefully second half of this year but it's so time consuming I'm not good at the tech but I loved doing it I, I had really amazing conversations with people who I just wanted to ask them things that they wouldn't normally be asked, you know, what are they wildly positive about Um, and, yeah, what does connection mean to them and just different things and it just came up with the best answers. I loved doing that. Um, So, yeah. I love it. Well, people can go and listen to season one, but I, 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 I agree. Podcasts are fantastic while you're doing the talking. It's all the back end, it's all the back end stuff. If I, oh. if I could pay for an editor, I would have the best podcast. Like I could talk and talk and talk, and I've got so many amazing ideas. And the editing really slows me down. I just need to make enough money that I can just like, you know, pay someone else to do that. Um, yeah. I, used to, I used to be really fussy with editing and take out every little, you know, every little bit. And, then, <laughs> and now I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm editing the, at the, you know, like editing it so it all, you know, all the bits fit together. And then that that's fucking it. Yeah, <laughs> so, I know. And any, really, like this is real conversation. You know, yeah, yeah. I was the same at the start, very fiddly. And then I thought, well, now it sounds like we're a pair of robots. Like, yeah. it doesn't sound real anymore. So, um, yeah. And I think, too, of all the favourite podcasts I've got, they're pretty messy. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Which I like. I like, yeah. Well, I just do it for ease, whether it's messy or better or not, it's easy. And I just chop the end, chop the front and, you know, join them together. And, and then um, my, I find the hardest bit is the snippet. because I and, and I sort of in some ways regret doing, regret starting it. But but I, I do a video snippet. But I like to pull out some just some interesting bits, you know, and that 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 takes me the longest. And some days I think, oh, shit, I just want to get rid of the snippet thing. And then I think, no, no, but, you know, there's people out there that listen that come to you and say, I always listen to your podcast. And you think, there's no way I would have ever known that you listened to it, you know, or or, I don't know, I don't want to take away content from people, you know, because I don't know. I, I, I think, I don't want to do it to the listeners, but I also think the guest. Do you know? I think no, you, yeah. you deserve you deserve that snippet. So I don't know. Sometimes we punish us. So, Evie, I absolutely loved, absolutely love this conversation. I just I love what you're doing. I love your positivity. I, I also love your vulnerability equally as much. Do you know that that your willingness to be vulnerable and to put it out there and go I don't know what I'm doing I don't know this is come on guys I need help you know that sort of stuff a lot of people are too proud to do that I really really admire that about you really admire that I think it's special thank you Karen this has been such a good chat I feel like I haven't had a good like juicy chat like you know kind of dreams business chat for a long time no, I agree. I agree. And and even if even if you and I catch up, it's a it's a two minute like, hey, going good. It's kind of screaming screaming past each other as we go. So it's just even been good just to have this. Just you know, just just take the time to actually catch yeah. up properly. So, yeah, I've absolutely loved this. So, um, where can people find you? They can find me on Instagram. It's at underscore underscore Evie Wilson. Yep. And that is um, where I hang out the most. I'm on Facebook as Evie Wilson, Marriage Celebrant and Mindset Coach. Yep. Uh, but you'll find you'll find all the juice on Instagram. And also your website, eviewilson.com.au. Yes. So, yes, which is getting a bit a big um, glam up at the moment. Um, yeah, because Clubhouse doesn't exist on there. It's kind of 
happened all so quick. So, yeah, Clubhouse, all the information for Clubhouse is going to have its own page and Hype Club as well. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much for joining me. I've absolutely loved it. As usual, I love chatting to people. I hate editing, but I love this. And so thank you so much. And I hope that people do come to Dance Dance Dopamine. And I hope that they, you know, I don't know, join your hype club, just send the kids to the clubhouse. And, you know, like, because we know, I agree with you, we need more of this and we need it. Well, we, the women need it because they didn't get it. But the girls need it now so that they can, when I taught disability, I used to say, you know, work yourself out of a job. Make sure you do yourself out of a job. People used to say, why would we do that? And I'd say, because believe me, there will always be plenty of people to work with. But if you can empower somebody that they don't need support, then you've done a great job. You've done a great job. So with you, with the kids, with the clubhouse, you know, if, if we can just buy you know, you, me, other people, all anybody doing stuff for girls, but in particular what you're doing, the clubhouse, It, if you can get a girl, one girl that doesn't have to seek help or doesn't get abused or doesn't feel like she's worthless piece of shit, you know, as a, as an adult, then what a, what a, that's success. That's yeah. massive. Yeah. I think the same. I think if we can kind of send them into those teen years with a bit of confidence and self-belief and a bit of self-esteem, I'm hoping, I think, I know, it'll make all the difference. Yeah. I I know too. I think it's absolutely fantastic. I'm saying just one, but I'm sure there'll be more than just one, but I, I always measure the success by if you can change one life, that's bloody fantastic. But. All right, Evie, well, thank you very much. I've absolutely loved it and I uh, hope may- maybe we'll make a coffee sometime. I will try and Yeah, see- that's a good idea. Yeah. Yes, and then, and then we can dance together too, a dance dance dance. Yes, 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 8th <laughs> of September. Yes, I will put that up. <laughs> All right, absolutely loved it. Thanks. Thanks, Karen. Bye-bye. Oh, guys, I absolutely loved that. There was so much in there and, I don't know, start, you know, I'm going to back myself, I'm going to be vulnerable, um, I hate my job that it's making me feel sick, so I'm going to take a chance. And, yes, a full acknowledgement that it's hard to just go take a chance if you're doing it on your own, but if you do have a safety net, you know, don't be unhappy. Like try and do something that's going to at least at least make your heart sing or at least, or at least stop some of the stress. I love that Evie went and did that. I love that it sort of went from celebrant to then going into mindset coach. I love the fact that she shared the the journey on Instagram. But you know what, guys, if you are in the, you know, sale area, I guess, in Gippsland in Australia, um, go join the Hype Club if you're a woman and you want to get a bit more of that. How fantastic um, once, a, once a month. Or if you've got kids and you want them, to, or girls, and you want them to join the clubhouse, that's another great thing. Um, and dance, dance, dopamine. How bloody fantastic to stand around dancing in your jammies with the fairy lights. I reckon that's just bloody fantastic. So anyway, you can, you can uh, follow Evie on Instagram and underscore, underscore Evie Wilson. And I'm going to put all these in the show notes anyway, but her website is eviewilson.com.au. I reckon uh, follow along and see what she's up to and be inspired and follow your dreams as much as you possibly can because, as I say, we get one crack at it and we might as well bloody love the life that we've got. So that's it. Uh, Thank you very much for joining me every week. Absolutely love that you do that. And I will see you next week. See ya. Thanks for joining me. As always, I hope this episode inspired you. If you know somebody who's taken courageous action to create something that's making a difference for other people, let me know about it. Go to my website, karenvaughan.com. Tinker around there, have a bit of a look and send me a message. I can't wait to hear from you. And remember, you're worth it. Your unique talents and gifts need to be out in this world. And I'm so passionate about inspiring you to achieve that. So you've listened to this episode. Just say yes, make the decision and put one foot in front of the other. See you next week.